is Sila. And I'm Greg. Welcome to episode two of Palindrome Press. Yay, episode two. <laughs> we made it all the way to episode two. Look at that. We're not, we're on our way. Sila. Are you, are you going to let me speak this? Yes, time? definitely. Okay. Yes. Right, the, the mic is all yours. <laughs> okay. So what are we talking about this episode? Um, so for this episode, I wanted to concentrate a bit on music. Okay. Uh, I love artists um, that put a lot of effort into their lyrics the rhymes, the puns. Uh, with metal, I love female leads, like with Lacuna Coil of and course. Christina Scabia. I have no idea who those I, are. I, but okay. I was going to say, this is probably like a foreign language to you. <laughs> what podcast did I go into? What is this? <laughs> um, I really like her style, um, but then she's Italian, so I think... Okay. <laughs> have that down to us well you know what tell me more about the heavy metal is it heavy metal you said or metal that i don't like uh, well the the, the, the two like... females that you just mentioned the the one okay uh, right. lacuna coil yes is the name of the group okay and christina scabia is um their vocalist mm, okay. uh, so i i don't know if i would I don't know if that's heavy metal. I I had you listen to it the other day. Remember? Oh, is that what? The, the that's cat? okay. That's metal. Okay. All right. So I was picturing well, something European, else. Well, they're European, so okay, I, I so think it's, a little it's different. Uh, for me it's a little easier to digest than. Um... Oh, so it's not. <laughs> it's not that. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, what is, is it? Rum, rum, rustim, rustam, 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 rustam. Rammstein? Rammstein? R- Rams? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know I can't, how to say I can't. Their name. Uh, Okay. All right. Um, I don't mind that music actually. Okay. And that's European too. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I I usually don't listen to rap, country, or metal, but um, you know, female leads like um, uh, in Lacuna Coil, I like a lot. Um. You should look her up, actually. She's, okay. She's yeah. almost 50, and she still looks amazing. Oh, really? Was yeah. it La, Lacuna La, La, La Coila? <laughs> Lacuna <is> La... <laughs> Lacuna uh, Machada? Lacuna <laughs> Machada? <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of them. <laughs> so... <laughs> Is it Hakuna Lacuna Coil. Lacuna Coil. Okay, yeah. everybody Google that. Yeah. Yeah, you should listen to it. Okay. It's, it's pretty good. I will. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm talking about music because as a writer, it's mm. um, just as inspiring in the creative process as any book uh, that I could possibly pick up. It's uh, just that I can't do a lot of the misogynistic stuff. Um, same with most of the heavy metal out there. Um, that's a total turnoff for me. Mm. Uh, but I also understand why people turn to it just as I do sometimes. I feel as if it's uh, the perfect type of music um, maybe to help you forget or erase memories, mm. even if it's just for a moment. Um, so if I got an invitation to go to a heavy metal concert, okay. uh, would I go? You would probably be the only woman there, but... It, That's no. not true. <laughs> That's okay. not true. Uh, I would definitely go. And again, um, folks, I know nothing about heavy metal, so I'm not trying to offend yeah. anybody. But it's just, um, <laughs> I'm just I'm, a clown in this episode, so <laughs> I'm here to amuse uh, Sila. gibberish. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm always down for anything music-related, I think, even if it's in a genre that I don't usually um, listen to. Uh, but, you know, with metal, I, I think it's one of those um, types of music that it's pretty intense. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah if you I think you're either for it or I you're not. I think it's a great... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you either love it or you hate it, right? Metal, there's no... I mean, yeah, I'll I... listen to metal today a little bit and then go listen to the Carpenters. I don't know. <laughs> you know, if it's, you know it's, well, it's, you've listened not... to System of a Down. Is yeah, Armenian? no, no. I mean, uh, there's a couple of songs that they have I like, but to be honest with you, I can't sit and listen to a whole album. Mm-hmm. It's just because my music taste is is you know I I appreciate it. I appreciate a lot of metal bands, even though I 
I mean, I, I can't really say that because I haven't... You don't know Ma a lot of... Metallica or any of them, I haven't really listened to them. Actually, uh, but... Meta was it Metallica that you drew something um, for one of your friends? Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, this is this is in high school. Yeah. Uh, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah, so I, I used to do a lot of uh, Iron Maiden drawings and sell them in high school, actually. <laughs> and one of my friends used to buy a lot of my artwork. I just, sometimes I used to just give it to him, but I... I, I just like the cool imagery being a fantasy artist that that imagery I thought was always cool but I've never heard a note from Iron Maiden I don't so think you've never yeah. heard I've any never no it, it, like the music um, it, I don't know any of their songs to be honest Metallica I, I do I mean once I start talking about the music that I like people are gonna go what but yeah, like, uh, what and yeah uh, well, <laughs> well why don't you talk about yours your stuff first and then okay. by the time they get to me they can turn it off right, and, and they don't well, have to know what i listen to yeah yeah i i mean i wanted to mention that um one of the things uh that i've noticed about music today um especially in rap uh metal um and even country um is that people uh, don't want to talk about love anymore. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the song by LL Cool J uh, Which one? called uh, I Need Love. And no. I don't know if it was from the 80s or 90s. Maybe I if remember. I hear it, I'll know. Yeah, I'll know. probably. Yeah. Um, some of the lyrics, you know, it's pretty cheesy, but um, it's probably one of... Um, it, maybe it's it's that time period, too, that... Um, rap music was completely different. You listen to the music back then, and it's it does talk about love. Whereas now, there's nobody ever talks about yeah. that. And um, you know, and it's obviously not just in rap. It's become an issue now with all kinds of music, mm -hmm. uh, calling women all kinds of things, and um, thinking that's okay. I I just it, it was it's always been offensive to me. Um, but it's gotten so bad now, um, and you know, metal has a lot of this too. It's it can be very misogynistic, um, but uh, you know, I, I sometimes even get trapped in this kind of music. And um, you know, I'm thinking of um, Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande. Okay. Which yeah. you're not familiar with again. <laughs> Right. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I've never listened to their music, but I know who they are because they're, they're constantly on the internet, you know, and like, yeah. you know, news media and stuff. So, but um, you know, they're two female artists with so much power in their lyrics and voices, and yet, uh, they, they're playing into these, uh, I guess, male fantasies and mm. and what's expected of them. Um, so I. I love some of the music. I'm guilty of that because um, so I, the I fall into. The, well, I don't buy it, <laughs> but I'll listen to it and I'll dance to it. Um, but you know, I miss artists like uh, Queen Latifah okay. and Missy Elliott. Uh, you know, if I've told you the names of the songs, yes. I'm sure you'll. you'll I, know I would them. know, yeah. Um, but that's but, what you grew up with. Uh, uh, you know, I guess. Yeah, yeah so I that's guess. what you're attached to. So, you know, we're looking at like the late 90s, 90s I guess. Yeah, which is the same 2000s. with me. Yeah. 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 There have been many strong women in country music, but I couldn't tell you any popular singers today because I, I don't listen to a lot of uh, country. Okay. Um, but well, Reba McIntyre? Yeah, is that her I mean, name? She's, she's, she's around. Yeah, um, there's so. Dolly. But, you know, they're really like unicorns at, at okay. this point. Uh, I, um, you know, I really love uh, artists, singers that are unique, who write their own music mm -hmm. and play their own instruments. Uh, so someone like Dolly Parton, I think, has written... Um, yeah, you know a ridiculous amount of, um, of oh, songs. She's been around for. She what? has, but um, many generations. Just look at country music. <laughs> Are you being? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. Dolly's very cool. She's... Dollywood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's cooler than um, most young um, uh, artists out yeah. there. Uh, but not she's... my type of music. Actually, it's no. Not... She does. Why? Uh, no, actually, she does have a couple of songs that I like, but she's not. I'm not. <laughs> I guess I really have to be in the mood. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be like, well, I haven't heard Dolly in a while, let me put her on. You know, it's it's just something if I hear on the radio maybe or I don't know. I don't I mean, know. What about Whitney Houston's um 
Whitney I'm Houston always, is cool. Yeah, no, that's you. that's I mean, a beautiful song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dolly wrote that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, okay. she wrote it. And that's she, a beautiful song. And she sang it originally. Oh, really? And okay. Her version is different, and you know, I like that too. But you know, then there's Whitney Houston, and um, you know, she had an amazing uh, voice. So wow, okay. Um, very different versions, but yeah. Wow, Give see, see that where it's yeah. uh, where it's due. Yeah, okay. see that, folks. Sila just schooled me on uh, Dolly. Um, <laughs> You'll have to go to Dollywood. I and, guess and Dolly School, Dolly no, no, College, Dollywood. Dollywood. <laughs> there, yeah. There's a place you can go, and <laughs> it's like a theme park. Is it? All, yeah, Dolly related. Yeah. Really? I was kidding I, about that. Okay. Yeah, I. Where have I what, been? <laughs> yeah, I forget what uh, state. Okay. Um, but anyway. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what you'll find with me um, in music is that you can ask me about any genre, any artist, and I'll know about it or I'm open to listening to it. Hmm. Um, I just love the process of writing lyrics and music. And uh, those two are, I guess, a marriage made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't think I've ever told you this. Maybe I have. Uh, one of my dreams in life was to become a DJ. Really? Yeah. Wow, you've never told me that. I've never. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm not talking about radio DJs. <laughs> like what? Uh, like know, uh, going to have... rave music, uh, rave concerts? Well, I, I was, I was going to say, I don't have um, the voice for uh, being a radio DJ, but I always wanted to be a club DJ. Okay. Um, wow. It's uh, an interesting... Um, profession right yeah uh but it's an industry that's uh been mostly dominated by men um you know whenever we would go to clubs it's mostly been a male dj that that you see um but at the time um when i was going uh i found out about uh dj lady tom i I had mentioned her to you once yeah you got in touch Um, with her too i did yeah yeah um and she's still dj And she's. Do you even know her? Of course I do. I remember her. Yeah. Do you? Constantly played. How can I forget? And she's still out there, actually making music. Oh, she is. Okay. Um, and I thought, um, you know, the way she uh, DJs, I, I thought that's totally my style. Uh, it's this persona you put on, the hair, clothes, the whole look. Um, and playing along with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that. Uh, I think I could only do that through music. Um, and I couldn't do it in acting, that's for sure. Mm. Or public speaking. Uh, so that, That's where Sila can let go and just disguise yeah. the well, limit. Well, it's, yeah. it's like a disguise yeah. you're putting yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, not no, the sky, yeah. but disguise. <laughs> um, and, you know, you're pretending to be something other than than what you are she doesn't look like the everyday woman when she's in this role she's, she's like playing, a superhero yeah she's playing a role uh and playing along uh mm. with the crowd and oh, okay. um, you know going along with their excitement and yeah. um, she's their an entertainer the music. Yeah. yeah yeah she's entertaining and the crowd and feeding off the crowd um anyway so um that's my bit about um you know the DJ dream. And, okay. Um, See, I would have said you would you would be an opera singer. We can go into that a little bit. Okay. Uh, later right. on. I'll, okay. I'll, yeah, I can talk about that a bit. Okay. Um, so, you know, let's uh, talk about some of our favorite music groups. Uh, okay. Well, me. you go first. Yeah, yeah. it's been um, Enigma, uh, Thievery Corporation, Gotan Project, mm. Massive Attack. Um, so those are some of the uh, groups in my playlist now. Okay. And I know you love Enigma. a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, Enigma, well, Gotan Project, you introduced me. Yeah. So, which is um, yes. Uh, and uh, I always loved Tango. Uh, I learned it a little bit when I was uh, a little younger, and just did that whole Tango dance just fascinated me, and I needed to know more. Uh, so that's why Gotham mm-hmm. worked for me. Uh, Enigma, uh, I used I used to listen to a lot, and I thought I was the only one that was listening to it because uh, the people I hung around with uh, when Enigma first came out, none of them knew what Enigma was. 
except oh it's a puzzle no it's a it's a music group (laughs) which but yeah it's also a puzzle yes and i think it's (laughs) also a movie yeah actually yeah horrible movie yeah yeah no whenever i look them up i um that comes up the movie and as soon as i see the picture on the cover of that you know dvd or whatever that's not my enigma it's not yeah (laughs) and i it wouldn't interest me anyway so it looks like an awful movie yeah I mean, Enigma for me was great listening to when I would paint or draw or just be in my own world. And I could just have the, the whole thing on a loop and it would take me places. Um, that's, that's you know, that was a band that really moved me whenever I used to do my artwork. Mm. I don't know if it was the same for you when it came to writing. Would you listen to I listened to it a lot uh, when I was writing. I... Um I actually have uh, a story from my past uh, regarding that that group, um, and okay, I would love uh, to know. Yeah, I I first came across it I think during my freshman year of high school. Okay. And I immediately became obsessed. Uh, I still am, actually. I'll admit that. I think the music is a religious experience. Right, you would. Mea culpa. Exactly, (laughs) and it's funny because it's this um, marriage between sexuality and religion. Yeah. What's allowed and Mm -hmm. what's forbidden. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone who has heard their first album knows what I'm talking about, and I didn't hear it until a few years after its release. Um, I think I would put that music on, shut off the lights in my room, just mm-hmm. like you know one of the songs says, and um, just head off somewhere in my uh, subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, the sensual experience is like nothing else. Um, it still has that effect on me. Um, you know, you can smell it, taste it, feel it, that, that sort of... All, all the senses. All the senses, yeah. yeah it's, including it's, the sixth one. <laughs> which is not. <laughs> oh, you don't have a sixth sense? <laughs> My sixth sense kicks in whenever I listen to Mea Culpa. Which is... <laughs> Esoteric side, yeah, exactly. My my pineal gland, my third eye. Oh my <laughs> so. Um, so, but but you know that they borrow a lot from other music, but it's still this whole package put together that that really works. For, Are you besmirching my music? Besmirching. <laughs> <laughs> they borrow from a lot of other artists. Don't you think? I, I, I'm not sure. And, and I don't know. All, it's, it's not just, your music. I, what do you mean? I probably knew them before you did. Hey, I was listening to it on cassette tape, which a lot of yeah. people are probably Googling cassette tape right now. <laughs> when it first came out, and it was a bootleg cassette tape, because I remember somebody gave it to me and said, uh, I think it was one of my uncles, if I remember. And they're like, you got to listen to this. What was I your can't uncle remember. doing listening to this? I, I, he, he got it's it from for, California from somebody else. Yeah. And he's like, you might like this here. And it was on cassette tape. And I listened to it. And right then and there, I went out and I bought the CD, actually, because the tape was just awful. <laughs> Scratchy. You know, I, I think I bought... Yeah, I did buy their um, first CD, mm-hmm. um, but then I remember, I think it was freshman or sophomore year of high school, um, one of my friends had a copy of the European version of, um, what was it, MC, MXC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the name of the mm-hmm. CD, which just means 1990. Mm. Did you know that? No, I didn't. In Roman numerals. Wow, okay. Um, right. So she had the European copy that her boyfriend gave her. It wasn't available here. It was okay. it was something that was only um, in Europe. There was no YouTube at that point either, so you no. couldn't look up this music and find it. Um, and on that copy was... Uh, the uh, orthodox version of Mia Culpa. Mm. So you've listened to this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the fact that uh, the orthodox version, I um, it was the first time that I had heard it when I got that tape from my mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different than the original, um, but I didn't think much about it at the time. Just recently, I. Um, and recently, I mean, like in the last few years, mm. uh, I was playing it in the car, and okay. my dad was with me, and <laughs> <laughs> um, 
um, if you, uh, anyone who's familiar with the song Mia Copa, you yeah. know, it has some breathing. Heavy breathing. <laughs> um, like she's gasping for she... air. <laughs> like, Is that what it is? Yeah, so, somebody get the inhaler. No, and I, <laughs> so... I thought it was something completely different. Okay, well, um... if, if you want to. <laughs> I'm trying to clean it up, so... <laughs> Um, so, you know, there's that breathing, there's, um, she's, uh, saying things in French. And your dad was um, sitting next to you? (laughs) He, he was. I, well, this is the funny thing. First of all, we both speak French. My Mm. dad understands French. So I had that song on and, um, you know, in it, she, uh, constantly says, uh, prends-moi, je suis à toi, mm-hmm. uh, which means, uh, take me, I'm yours. Mm. And then she says, mia culpa, which means, that's my fault mm-hmm. in Latin. Um, so my dad was, who speaks French, he was pretty surprised. Uh, but not because the music or lyrics were weird, but because the chanting was an Armenian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Armenian chanting in the yeah. back. Yeah, and this is only in the Orthodox yeah. version of Mia Culpa. <laughs> so um, now my dad is a deacon in the Armenian church, <laughs> and he told me the name of that particular hymn. Yeah. And honestly, I never paid attention to the words because they're a little hard to make. Yeah, out. they're a little muffled. Yeah, yeah, and I just assumed it was Latin because. Yeah. The original version of Mia Copa, the chanting, yeah. is in Latin. Yeah. She sings in French. Um, so, you know, if anyone wants to look this up, um, the Orthodox version of Mia Copa, nowhere online does it say it's Armenian yeah. chanting. Yeah. Uh, but it is. And once my dad told me the words, I was like, wow. Yeah, a whole <laughs> new a whole new, a whole new world Enigma opened up. Yeah. is sampling Armenian music. Yeah. Um, I already was obsessed with yeah. Michael Kratu's work, mm. and now there was another connection um, yeah. I had to his music. Um, and there's a lot of French in there, and I love listening to But think to about French the music. symbolism behind that. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you have Mia Copa and this, this original synth thing happening, and then mm-hmm. you have the Armenian chanting, and uh, the whole Armenian church, you know, being the first Christian nation, it's as yeah. Christian as it gets, I guess, in a yeah. way. And you I, have that well, little combination. And, and the French, it just adds to the, you know, sensuality of, yeah. of it all. And, um, yeah, with Enigma, it's always this, um, uh, you know, they, they always use Hidden religion symbol, and the symbols. Hidden symbol, Enigma. And, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have all of their CDs, and I still listen to it, and... Um, I think Gravity of Love is uh, mm-hmm. my favorite song yeah. by them, and I play it all the time. It's been, what, 20 plus years mm-hmm. uh, that it's been out, and I literally play it all the time. Yeah. Uh, too much. I mean, there's never a wrong time, to be honest with you, to play any one of the Enigma CDs. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, whenever, whatever, whichever one you play, it just works. Yeah. No matter what you're doing. It can, and, and they have, it's not just a, a one, uh, one hit wonder kind of a thing. Every CD that they have uh, gotten out, which is what, six CDs, five CDs, six, or maybe even more, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think it's Every one of them is somewhat different than the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, use a lot of. Um, the second one was more Native American languages. Yeah, and, and um, um, yeah, which yeah. which actually got traction here in the U.S. The second yeah. CD, uh, whereas the other Return others, to Innocence. Re- Return to Innocence. Yeah, that was the most yeah. popular one. Yep. Yeah, and beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. and um, have you seen the video to Gravity? Yes. Of, yeah, of you love? showed it to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, that's another thing. I watch it all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, but all it's right. so all similar right. to uh, Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Oh my and, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, and are you gonna? They both, well, they both came out around the same time, which is interesting. Which one? Gravity of Love. Gravity of Love. Okay. The video, the music, and and yeah. Kubrick's uh, movie. Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's a whole podcast in itself. Eyes Wide Shut. It is. Yeah. I, I don't remember, uh, you know, everything about that movie except yeah. uh, the, the last the scene. Music. Yeah. The music was really memorable. The, yeah. I guess the chanting. The, um, the last scene where, yeah, the protagonist is actually surrounded by 
I guess you could say these, well, they're not monks, but whoever these people are in their weird masks, yeah, hooded figures, and they start questioning the Tom Cruise character. But before they uh, put him on the spot, there's this whole ritual chanting going on. Such a weird movie. Uh, But yeah, that whole chanting is very catchy. It uh, it is. I don't remember a lot um, about the the movie other than... um, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about Tom Cruise. I still think about it, and I'm not sure if Him was... in the role? If he was yeah. right for the role? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what I remember from that movie is knowing Stanley Kubrick's uh, movies and how he shoots them is every scene is uh, deliberately shot, and he's trying to tell a story within a story. So in that movie, there's a lot. Speaking of Enigma, there's a lot of hidden stuff in that movie. Um, and that music also plays with the whole... Uh, you know, theme of the, how should I put it, uh, the hidden stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might not be explaining it right, but I yeah. mean, like I said, that, that whole movie well, is. I guess it's, we can talk about the movies uh, another time. But, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into but that. The music, yeah, <laughs> yeah and the music. and the video um, of Gravity of Love just reminded me of, of that movie yeah. in particular, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen the movie until just a few years ago. Yeah. And I only watched it once. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the um, I wanted to mention that with Gravity of Love, uh, there's a line in there where um, she says uh, something like, "Find the one who will guide you to the limits of your choice." Yes. Okay. Yeah. And as much as Enigma pushes all kinds of buttons, um, I. Going from Mia Culpa's original song and its message of it's my fault and her repetition of, you know, anyone who understands French, there's a lot of um, hidden meaning there um, in, in that song to this particular line in Gravity of Love, which um, specifically talks about consent. Mm. So... Um, it's probably one of the few songs that includes a line like that. So find the one who'll guide you to the limits of your choice. So it only took Enigma four CDs to get to that consent, <laughs> basically <laughs> from the first because I, I think I think Gravity of Love is their fourth CD. So so <laughs> come on, Enigma, come on. Did I just derail it again? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sila's gonna pass out from laughing. So, <laughs> Sila, I, I told you, folks, I'm the clown in this podcast. You're the monkey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the dancing monkey <laughs> for Sila. <laughs> I'm what, sorry. What was go I ahead. gonna yeah. say after? That? I mean, I, what, I know. What could I possibly say? Well, um, well, I think you talked about Enigma a lot. So <laughs> maybe we well, should move I, on. Well, I was to, gonna you know. mention the fact that um, they also use opera in that song. Okay. See, I, I'm talking in a language that you just don't understand. What opera? About music. Well, no. <laughs> I don't understand music as to break it down in notes, but I know how to listen to it, or you know, or, or I know it moves me. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you school me when it comes to music? So you did mention the opera. The song uh, heavily samples from the opera uh, by Karl Orff, named Carmina Burana, uh, where in Latin the line um, is "O fortuna velut luna." And do you know what that means? Uh, something about fortune in the moon? Yep. Oh, fortune like the moon. Okay. So, yeah, it was pretty close. Very close. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, but it's based on a medieval poem from the 13th century. and By Chaucer? Uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> the poem talks about the fate that rules gods and mortals in Greek or Roman myths. So I think you would find it interesting. Mm. It's kind of like the illumination uh, manuscripts, um, the way that this is done. And so this is from the 13th century. It's a poem. Okay. The opera was based on this poem. And then uh, this song borrows from the opera. Mm. So that's 
the connection for you right there. Okay. A lot of information about gravity of love. More than uh, you knew. Yes, before I Before we uh, got into this. I guess I have to do some homework now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Look up that poem. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, I just wanted to mention that, um, you know, it's not just Enigma that um, I love. You, you love them too, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking back to the 90s with groups like um, En Vogue, um, yeah. with songs like Free Your Mind. You mm-hmm. know that song. Yes, yeah. Um, and that was really revolutionary. Um, and, you know, in it, they make a lot of powerful statements against um, prejudices uh, they face as women. Um, so I'm looking at songs like that and how we started devolving from from then. Um, most music you find today isn't released by um, amazing singers, yeah. but the music is often catchy and they make it sound sexy. Um, and I say that they make it sound sexy because that's something that's often overplayed too. Yeah. Um, and it should be effortless. And sometimes the most beautiful people in this world are ones that don't notice their own beauty. No? That's pretty deep, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you're, you're speechless. Yes, I'm speechless. Um, that's pretty deep. So you would go. you say we're kind of in the, in the dark ages when it comes to music and waiting for a renaissance to happen? I don't know. What, what would you say? I would think that. I mean, it's. I mean, right now. Do you listen to music on the radio? No, I listen to my music. You know what I grew up with, like I said, Enigma, and uh, guess what, folks? I'm also into new age music, like <laughs> Enya. So what's but, wrong with Enya? But there's nothing wrong with Enya. Yeah, I understand. I mean, there was a so lot of music um, when we yeah. were growing up that we didn't like. Grunge music had started I, too. I love grunge. And grunge and was pretty, yeah, new yeah, and it was pretty I, cool. Yeah, I, I got into that. Yeah, and, and groups like Nirvana yeah, and um, Garbage, yeah, I really yeah. loved a lot. Uh, Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chris Cornell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We listened yeah, to all of that yeah, still. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think we're pretty open minded though with music. Yeah. For you, you you know what you like. I had to listen to my dad's to music growing up, oh, so yeah. <laughs> which yeah, mention some of those, please. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> that name so, alone. <laughs> so, and you know what? Even if I do, when I do listen, if it does, I mean, I was gonna say if it comes on the radio, and I don't think it ever came on the radio. You'll listen, but to but. It? <laughs> there's there's a nostalgia to it. I don't know That's if I could like sit Bee through Gees, a whole song. Yeah, right? Bee Gees, yeah. exactly. Yeah, if a few Bee Gees songs comes on, like uh, a song come on, comes on, I would listen to it, and it would remind me of my childhood. Uh, I'm not saying, um, oh or, God, or I, I need my Bee Gees or, kick, yeah. you know. But yeah. but if it does come on, I'm not gonna go. Oh my God, you know, I'll listen to it because it reminds me of a, a certain time in my childhood. Yeah. Uh, but I mean that those were never our music, you know. That, that that was my George parents' Michael music. George Michael was. George Michael. I mean, uh, I, there's a powerhouse right there, mm-hmm. you know, or was I should say. And the funny thing is, I started listening more to George Michael right after he passed away. I mean, I used really? to listen to him. Yeah, I used to listen to him before, but right after he passed away, it just I think it hit a nerve for me, and I I listened to him a lot. But I mainly listen to his more, um, not melancholy, but more of him. Not not the party type of George Michael songs. Do you know what I mean? Freedom and um, yeah, I listen to that. Those are more upbeat. Yeah, I don't really listen to a lot of upbeat George Michael songs. I more of the relaxing. Was it like the Father Figure one? And oh, Father Figure is amazing. Yeah, that and yeah, uh, Cowboys and Angels. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. see, I, I listen to more of those. Uh, especially if I'm, again, if I'm painting, which I have a funny story to tell you about that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I was working on uh, this mural uh, at a school and I was all alone in this school um, and I was painting this tree on the wall 
and I thought I was alone because it was early in the morning and I had George Michael blasting and it was one of his really depressing sad songs I can't remember, remember which one remember. I mean it was the whole uh, seven of them mm-hmm. and I was singing it while I'm painting it and the music is blasting and all of a sudden I felt like somebody was in the room and I turned around and there was this guy dressed all in black and he had a surprised look on his face like what, what the hell is going on yeah. and he's looking at me and apparently he was the the building uh, custodian and he didn't you, know there was somebody a, a yeah back. i scared him i mean i didn't know he was there he didn't know i was there and we were looking at each other and george michael was playing in the background mm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i i but. have george michael's double cd that i think i've tired out (laughs) from listening to uh too much but uh father figure um do you remember the video uh i don't think so no no with with the model um it's a beautiful video and Mm. i think uh that was when george michael really changes changes his look too with the sunglasses his cool hair and um leather jacket yeah short hair and yeah the goatee or yeah yeah. so i i love that song but um the model in it um strangely enough she is um directly related to the english poet coleridge oh which you don't know no No. oh (laughs) you don't say coleridge you know he's um a major poet um in the english language and he wrote um you know poems like uh the rhyme of the ancient mariner and kubla khan Mm. um but we can talk about him at another time but i i thought you know the that video was um, pretty iconic. See, and, I, see, in this podcast, we are completely honest. When I said, "Oh, Sila uh, could have just said," we just could have kind of glanced over it and made me sound intellectual, but she actually called me out and threw me under the bus about <laughs> the video, about not knowing who the writer was. Who is the writer? <laughs> yeah, but you're not a writer. I'm you, not. You, I you know. know. You don't read poetry, so it's not. You wouldn't know it. I'm just, I'm just joshing with you. I think you would you. love I'm it joking. though, if yes. you, if yeah. you read it. Yes. Um, and uh, so yeah, that that whole look and father figure was pretty cool. Yeah. So. Um, so. I mean, with me, uh, like I mentioned, Enya, uh, that's one of my uh, really fantasy type kind of music to listen to. Uh, the melodies I like. Uh, uh, you know, George Michael, anything that has to do with more instruments, uh, I, I tend to listen to, uh, for example. Um, so there's this video game out there called Skyrim, and it's a fantasy video game, and their music is just so beautiful. It has all these melodies, instruments, um, and it's it's very it's calming. Relaxing. It's very relaxing, yep. Uh, and you can, hear, you can hear birds in the background and stuff like that. So I tend to uh, put that on uh, in the background as I'm painting and just listen to, to that and that takes me places or sometimes um, I would even put on atmosphere music like a fireplace in the background as I'm doing my work or <laughs> even more uh, crazy is uh, whenever I'm writing let's say a tavern scene or I'm doing something in a tavern or I want to feel like I'm in a medieval tavern I'll put a medieval tavern ambiance in the background mm-hmm. where you hear you know people laughing glasses clinking fireplace little medieval music and that would transport me and that way i can do my artwork or do my writing so music plays a huge role in my uh, art okay, so yeah creativity. so yeah yeah so so i love singing uh you know that's probably one of um the reasons why I'm so into music too. Um, like my parents, I love singing. My father still sings in the church. Uh, my mom sang for decades as a soloist in um, the Armenian church in Antilias, Lebanon, uh, which as you know is one of uh, two major Armenian church centers mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, the other one being in Armenia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know how big that that churches. Yes. Uh, so she sang as uh, one of their main soloists. Um, I'm gonna go into my parents' history a bit. Okay. Um, so my father had emigrated to the U.S. as a young adult. He was um, a Palestinian refugee, 
and uh, lived in New York for some time. He went to the City College, worked in Manhattan, and served in the Army Reserves. Um, so he always would go to the Metropolitan Opera back uh, then with his oldest brother. He had seen some of the best opera singers at the time, including Italian stars like Renata Tebaldi and Mario Del Monaco, um, names that you are not familiar with I at all. You're, no you're looking at me yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> um, but anyone who knows opera uh, knows uh, those two names. Um, and by the way, my mother's voice was often compared to Renata Tebaldi um, by her own opera teacher. Hmm. So um, anyway, my father became a U.S. citizen and then moved to Beirut uh, because his job offered a great opportunity then. And um, mind you, this was Beirut in the 60s, so probably the best decade to be in Lebanon. Uh, that was when it was the Paris of the Middle East. Hmm. Um, we know what happened 10 years later with the war, but um, uh, if he never moved there, my parents wouldn't have met, and I wouldn't be here. And I also wouldn't be the person that I am today. No. So, uh, I mean, things happen for a reason. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my father fell in love with my mother uh, when he saw her singing on stage in Beirut. She was uh, going to the Lebanese Conservatory then and was studying opera under the tutelage <clears throat> of a woman named um, Badia Sabra Haddad, uh, who was the daughter of the founder of the conservatory and also the composer of the Lebanese national anthem. Oh, interesting. So, okay. uh, yeah, so his daughter um, was my mom's teacher. Hmm. Um, and my mother's voice was and, um, and still is uh, so powerful compared to mine. She can command a room uh, with both her presence and her voice. And that's what I love about opera. It takes you by force. Hmm. Love it or Whether hate it. Whether you want it or not, you know, you're... <laughs> um, and I know you lean more towards hating it than... No, I don't, I don't um, hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's I mean, just... for me, it's connected to my childhood, I yeah. think, it, because both my parents loved it so much that I had no choice, I think, but to love <laughs> opera. In the beginning, I think I hated it, and I may have asked them to turn it off or, yeah. or not listen to it. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I still remember as a kid, we would go to large gatherings, and people in the room would ask my mom to sing something for them. And she would just stand up and just start singing like it was nothing. Uh, I would watch with amazement my mother was meant to continue and go on to Vienna to sing opera, but of course life happened. Um, after my father saw her on stage, he sent her, I don't know if you know the story, he sent so her flowers. It's your dad's fault. <laughs> yeah, no, he sent her flowers after he saw her on stage with a note that included lyrics to this opera called uh, La Boheme. Hmm. Um, I can understand why he was smitten. Uh, my mother was uh, is beautiful inside and out and uh, and the rest is history they married she became pregnant with my oldest sister and she was still singing up to her very last trimester until one day during her practice uh, she felt tired um, Miss Sabra at that point told her in French Adieu le chant, which means <laughs> <laughs> goodbye singing. <laughs> um, my mother didn't understand why her teacher would say that, and um, she assured her that she wanted to continue singing, uh, but she was in her early 20s, and once she had my sister, she said that her drive uh, for becoming a singer just went away. Um, it was replaced with her love for being a mom. Uh, of course, she's always looked back at that time, wondering what would have become of her if she continued. Uh, one of her classmates, who wasn't as strong a singer as my mother was, went on to Vienna and became an opera singer there. Uh, but um, this friend never 
had children. Um, it's just a fact in life that women often face difficulties simply because we are the ones who bear children and then have to make those decisions about staying at home or leaving our kids in the care of others in order to pursue our careers. Um, another one of her classmates who she would sing duos with went on to Italy to become a well-known opera singer there. So um, a lot of history there about my parents, Greg. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty interesting. But yeah, you're right about how much uh, women have to sacrifice. Um, um, at but the time, still, I think she, it was really difficult for her. Yeah. But, um, She's never regretted um, making that decision um, because she always says if she did go on to uh, sing opera, then, you know, my sisters yeah. and I would have never happened. Of course. Um, so I remember when I was... She's maybe, richer for it. Or yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when I was 16 or 17, yeah. I begged my mother to go to um, New York City, your favorite place. Oh, I, I love New <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's, that's a whole Not. different podcast we can talk about. <laughs> uh, but I begged her to go there um, and uh, go to the Metropolitan Opera. Um, so this was when I was in high school. We took the train, stayed at a hotel in Manhattan, and then headed over to the Met. Um, and people were standing outside trying to sell tickets they couldn't use. Mm. I just approached a woman maybe in her 30s and asked her what tickets she had. And she said she had two extra tickets right next to where she would be sitting. Um, I guess her friends weren't showing up. They were um, front row balcony seats and for the opera, The Tales of Hoffman. Um, so I was able to get those tickets from her probably at 25% of the wow. original price. Okay. And my mom was, so impressed and of course the seats were fabulous um we went in and i immediately fell in love with the opera house and got pulled right into um the story and the music i remember the experience really well and uh still have pictures of me that my mom took outside of the mat mm. it was a beautiful experience with my mom but i almost feel like opera is um bittersweet for her that reminds her too much of what she may have become hmm. um, but again she feels that that sacrifice was worth it and I also wanted to go into opera and my mother and father were, were always supportive um, of whatever career I decided to go with but um, you know my mother always sat me down and made sure that she um, uh, explained all the complications and hurdles that I would face and she did that with me with opera I remember distinctly she said um, that she would support me no matter what I decide but that it would ultimately be my decision and I would need to fully concentrate on it hmm. and in the end I realized I love opera but I wasn't ready to commit to that and um, in my case, my parents' love for opera transferred over to me, and I always thank them for um, not holding me back in life, but uh, always being there to guide me and to help me make the right decisions. I've never regretted any of those decisions. So that's a lot yeah. about, um, you know, music some of, and music yeah, my, my background um, with my parents, the love for opera and music. Um, so uh, I guess we can think about, you know, what we're going to talk about next time. Yeah. So uh, for next week. Okay. I have a project for you. Oh, homework, mm. joy. I do, and okay. uh, I guess any also anyone who wants to uh, follow along. Okay. Uh, I want you to watch a few movies, okay. and we can talk about movies next time. Okay. Um. So, uh, there's a couple of movies by Deepa Mehta. Uh, called Fire, and the other one is Earth. Okay. I'm trying to remember if you've watched no. Earth. No. Um, maybe you have. Okay. Um, 
And finally, a movie called Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is a French movie. Okay. So, three movies for you. Okay. That's your project. You're going to watch and, and let me know what it. you think okay. about it. Okay. Um, what you think about them. Okay. Um, it's not your typical genre. No. <laughs> but I'm curious to know There's what no you magic think. dragons or swords no, or anything. No, no, what you think of them as an artist. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, okay, so I'll do that, and we'll talk about that next week, or next uh, episode, we should say. Yeah. And then maybe the following uh, episode, I can give you a few movies that you haven't seen that you can watch. Well, or you my... can have me watch something for the next episode. Well, no, well, okay. I, I have a couple of movies in mind I can give you if you want. There's right a lot the of movies that you've seen that I've never that, seen. Okay, well, I'm going to go really 80s, uh, since I know how much you love 80s. <laughs> 80s movies and I mean a few of these two of these movies did influence and I, I, I'm gonna me guess, as an artist yeah uh, so one it, of them is legend, gonna be is it? okay one of them is legend oh there you go I'm gonna make you watch that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so <laughs> so one of right. them is legend 1985 I, I think it, it was yep yeah. yeah. and the other one would be Lady Hawk Okay. You've never seen that I've either. That's seen, with Richard Donner and um, yeah. Is it Michelle? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer yeah. is in it too. One of her earliest. And I love that movie. Okay. And you've never seen it. And I remember you know watching that when I was a kid, and it uh, took me places. So, so two movies. <laughs> so two me. movies. I can give you a third one if you want, but that's it's a silly go, one. Go for it. Uh, how about Monty Python and the Holy Grail? I've seen parts of that. You've actually. seen it? I've, okay. Yeah, I All haven't right. seen the whole thing, but I'll. I'll Okay, the reason I'm throwing that in is because it's totally different than anything else you've ever watched, I think. And, you know, British humor it, is, it is, is completely yeah. different. I, I know about so, it, but okay. I, I've never seen the whole thing. Right. So. Okay. okay, so there you go. Yeah. So, are we done here? Yes, I think we are done. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Greg. Thank you, Sheila. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.